name is Kim Sieber, and you're listening to episode 18 of the Hot Pepper Poetry Podcast. share it with you. I'll just get right into it. It's called Ashes to Ashes. Thrown into the fire, and what remained was charred. Tossed onto the pyre, before the angel guard. Gold nor silver waiting, just dross consumed by flame. Fining pot ablating, now only ash remain. Dust lay still and silent, untouched by trump or key. Arm of flesh not stirring, no tongue or bowed knee. Then a hand thrust downward into the ash a pole, forming a new creature breathed into it soul. So yeah, that's my poem, Ashes to Ashes. So, because I should tell you what, what it means. This touches on this idea of faith crisis. I was listening to actually a Beyonce song the other day, and in it, she used the words, dust to dust. And so I was thinking of this ashes to ashes, dust to dust symbolism. Normally, it's used to talk about how we are created from dust, and when we die, we'll turn back into dust. But I wanted to look at that a little bit more from a spiritual aspect, and how we're born from dust. We die to dust. Just because we die to dust, though, doesn't mean we can be reborn again. So, we go from dust to dust, and since we're dust again, there's that opportunity for rebirth to come back from the dust. So I wanted to sort of talk about that rebirth. So let's just go into this a little bit more specifically. So thrown into the fire and what remained was charred. This idea of fire is the refiner's fire. So the idea is, in a refiner's fire, is that all the impurities are burned away, and what's left over is just the ore. But here, there is no ore. Everything that's left is just burnt. Tossed onto the pyre before the angel god. This is like a funeral pyre. This is the end of one's life. The angel guard is reference to the angels mentioned in the LDS temple ceremony, where the angels will stand as sentinels as we pass through the veil after we die. Gold nor silver waiting, just dross consumed by flame. Again, there's no gold or silver at the end of the refiner's fire. All that's burned away is what was there. Just the dross, the leftover impurities. That's all it was, was just impurities. Finding pot ablating, now only ash remain. A finding pot is the, the container, the crucible, where the ore is put into and then when you heat it up, that's where the molten ore sits. So I don't know if you've ever seen a, a video of somebody using molten metal and then pouring it into molds. 
the container, the crucible, they pull out of the furnace. That's the fining pot. And ablating just basically means it's it's gone now. It's vaporized, more or less. So it's basically the, the container that holds the molten ore, the gold or the silver after it's been refined. It's gone. This crucible is gone. And all that's left when you put in the ore was just ash. So there's this idea between these four lines that we put all this material into the refiner's fire with the hope that what comes out is refined and valuable and pure. But what ends up happening instead, this refiner's fire, is everything just gets burnt. There's no purities left behind. So now we are, we're left with just this pile of ash. Dust lay still and silent, untouched by trump or key. So this dust again is this ash. Dust to dust, ash to ash. So it's just sitting there. and nothing can move it and by trump and talking about uh, moroni's trump this is in reference to doctrine and covenant section 88 verse 92 that says and angels shall fly through the midst of heaven crying with a loud voice sounding the trump of god saying prepare ye prepare ye O inhabitants of the earth for the judgment of our god is come and this is the reason why the angel moroni on the top of the lds temples has a trump in his hand. He's blowing a trump. So this idea of trump is referred to the temple. It's a, it's a reference to the temple. And key is reference to priesthood keys. So this dust, this pile of dust that remains after the refiner's fire, the temple can't stir it. And priesthood ordinances can't stir it. Arm of flesh not stirring, nor tongue or bowed knee. This arm of flesh refers to people, specifically members of the LDS Church. And no matter how hard they try, they can't stir this pile of ash and dust. No tongue or bowed knee. No matter what they say, no matter how much they pray, nothing moves the, the dust. Then a hand thrust downward into the ash, a pole. This hand is a hand of Heavenly Mother. The pole is symbolic of the grove of Ashram. Often those the grove is visualized as trees, but they're actually it's technically actually poles in ancient times when they would create a grove to Ashra, it was filled with wooden poles. So now I envision that Ashra has a pole and reaches down with this pole into the ash, stirring the ash, and finally the ash is able to move forming a new creature, breathe into it a soul. And then this ties back into the creation story where God and whoever is with him, because in Genesis chapter 1 we read that God says, let us make man in our image. So somebody's with him. Common LDS interpretation is that it's Jesus. I like to think that maybe Asherah was there with him as well, but together jointly they're creating physical bodies for their spirit children I mean, it, it makes sense so this is just tying back into this idea of the creation story where they take dust and create this human form and so now in this story this human form has gone through refiner's fire it's been burnt to a crisp no impurities left behind asher comes down forms it into a human form again this new creature is in reference to Mosiah chapter 27, starting in verse 25, 
Marvel not that all mankind, yea, men and women, all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people must be born again. Yea, born of God, changed from their carnal and fallen state to a state of righteousness, being redeemed of God, becoming his sons and daughters, and thus they become new creatures. So it's tying these two ideas together, this idea of the Genesis creation of humans, and this idea of becoming a new creature through baptism. I'm not specifically referring to baptism in this poem. Just this idea of where in the Genesis creation, humans are formed from the dust. In this situation, the person who's gone through the refiner's fire has returned to the dust. And paralleling, the Genesis creation is formed into a new creature, paralleling what happens at baptism. So this new creatures developed and then Asherah breathes into this new creature the breath of life just like in the Genesis version where God breathes life into his new creations yeah so it's kind of an interesting poem I wanted to take a different spin on faith crisis and it's sort of autobiographical just in this idea that during my current faith crisis, I, I have felt like I've gone through the refiner's fire and that there doesn't seem to be any precious metals at the end, that the ore has been nothing but dross. And that I have had spiritual experiences, though, through nature, which I've talked about in several of my earlier podcasts, that make me feel closer to Asherah or my Heavenly Mother. And just like this poem ends right at the creation stage or recreation stage, as it were, I'm still in the embryonic stage. Certainly my faith crisis isn't over. I don't consider it to be over. And I still struggle with things and have this complicated relationship with the church. But I just feel like I've have had this connection with Heavenly Mother and that with time maybe I can grow that connection and it can become stronger. There's potential at the end of this poem. This new creature comes into being with an untold future, unknown opportunities and potential. And I feel that's the same way with me. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what my future holds for me. I'm still in my faith crisis, but I feel like there might be some hope in there somewhere. Anyhow, yeah, so that's my poem, Ashes to Ashes. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave me a comment, either on my blog, siever.ca slash kim, which I hope you had a chance to follow along. If you didn't, well, maybe go to my blog and um, rewind back to the beginning so you can follow along. should have mentioned that at the beginning. So if you liked it, leave a comment there. If you're listening on SoundCloud, you can leave a comment there. If you liked this poem, please feel free to share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you like to share things that you find value in. Thanks for joining me today, and I look forward to being able to do a new poem for you soon.